Hi, do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, football, football. Welcome back, everybody. You know what that music means, Bronson. We are about to run through the highlights. In the frozen tundra. Week one of the NFL slate. Bronson and I come with you at the Next Level Nerd Sports Podcast. We are going to try to do this weekly if if, uh, the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, as Ron Cook will say. We'll try to get with you every week and go through all the scores and what happened in the league um, this past week and and then preview the next week's game, especially the Steelers. Um, so Bronson, um, good to have you with me here again. Uh, we had our nice uh, NFL preview kind of segment last episode. Um, week yes. one is week one is in the books. We're recording Thursday, the 16th of September. Uh, there's a Thursday night game on now, the Giants and the Washington football team. So it looks like a good division battle so far. Um, we'll probably comment if we see a big play in the background. So, but no, uh, yeah, tonight's goal is to um, recap week one, um, and especially we'll go through all the scores, and then we'll finish with uh, our Pittsburgh Steelers and how they fared against the uh, favored uh, Buffalo Bills up in their house, um, a game where I picked the Steelers to go down, and Bronson picked them to upset the Bills. So we'll get to that score at the end. But, Bronson, I want to bring you in here. Um, did you enjoy week one? How, how many of the games did you catch? Uh, did you? What did you see? What did you like? As I do my audio, Chris Collinsworth sliding in <laughs> on you there. Uh, no, um, I didn't get a chance to really watch the one o'clock games outside of the Steeler game. Uh, I, I had. Uh, I was very lucky. I was away this weekend, Frankie. I went to the Tuscarora 50. It's a big sprint car event in Central PA in Port Royal. Uh, the racing fans will know that. You uh, non-racing fans will not have a stinking clue what I'm talking <laughs> about. But uh, Port Royal is about it's about 44 miles outside State College. So it's in Central PA. It's a big sprint car event, but. Uh, we left Sunday morning, so I didn't get a chance to really catch a whole lot of the beginning of the games. But I, about after one o'clock, I decide I did remember that I have uh, the NFL Network app and I have the Red Zone on my phone. So I uh, on the car, I was not driving, you know, just so people know, I'm not driving. But <laughs> I uh, I was in the passenger seat, so I had it on. So I was watching the Red Zone. So I was kind of staying to date the date with some of the games. Um, I didn't really get to watch the Steelers exclusively until I got home, which which was around like. Almost when the game was over, but I did see every touchdown that was scored in some of the the halftime highlights. But so for a guy on a road, Frank crossing a lot of uh, central PA farmland and heading back to the west side of PA, I did get to catch a decent bit on the red zone. Now the four o'clock games, I did get to watch a bunch of those, and and the Sunday night game, I, I did get, get a chance to grab. Uh, so in uh, the Monday night game, obviously, so I had some time off. So, but uh, for for a guy who was busy most of the weekend, I definitely did get the wa- chance to watch a decent a bit of football. So I'm a Assuming next week, this upcoming weekend, I will, I will be completely dialed in. Cool, cool, Bronson. Sounds like a fun trip. Uh, glad you got to see some action. Uh, same with me. Uh, you know, obviously at one o'clock, I was dialed into Steelers Bills. Um, actually, I was celebrating a birthday um, at a restaurant um, Sunday, and they had it on. So I was lucky. I was like a little bit, a little bit nervous. You know, like oh, you know, I, I want to celebrate this birthday. Um, with with my family and uh, they're Steeler fans, so they kind of picked the place that would have it. So we got to see the first quarter at the restaurant. Came home for the rest of the game, so caught the whole Steeler game. Um, don't remember. I, I I've been more of a red zone guy myself. I'm glad I pay a little bit extra for it. Um, 
my cable package, a little extra 10 bucks um, to get uh, MLB, NHL networks, and then the red zone. So it's worth it. Uh, I don't even really know what the CBS and Fox um, national games were because I flipped the red zone just after the Steelers were done. So that's always the best bet. It gives you a look at you know every team. It's kind of nice. It's like the old NFL Sunday ticket that's probably still around for DirecTV. You get every game and you can flip, but red zone almost kind of makes that obsolete because you don't have to flip to one certain game. They'll bring up quintuple boxes. Scott Hansen was all, you know, we'll bring yeah, up five, five boxes right now. It kind of, unless you have a big screen, they get kind of small, but. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, it, like the cable package, you have uh, Scott Hansen on there and he's like, he's on the, the NFL, the, the NFL red zone here, you guys. And you turn to direct TV of Andrew Siciliano here. <laughs> Six screens of odd plus of football, or yeah. like, whatever he says. You know, he says goes off the rails a bit. Siciliano, uh, a, a funny a girl I was dating a while, a long time ago. Not a long time ago, recently. <laughs> she she actually watched. Uh, I had DirecTV for a while, and so the first week you get the Red Zone for free. And so I made her watch some games with me, and she was talking about how huge Andrew Siciliano's ears were. They're humongous. That's all she could stop. That, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Bronson. Uh... I think for for fun here, we'll just go. We'll, we'll do kind of what Berman and, and TJ used to do. We'll go game to game. Oh, uh, that's too much pressure on me, Freddie. I'll, I'll just I'll throw out the score. Um, let you and then you just let me know if you saw any highlights. Uh, yeah. Or if you didn't, that's fine. Uh, I like what you lead in. I just I just chime in with my yeah. Uh, so Cowboys Buccaneers. You know, we talked about it. Um, it was the Thursday night opener. Of course, the defending Super Bowl champs get to do the banner un- unveiling and get to host the first Thursday night game. That's been a tradition the NFL's had for the last 20 years or so. So Tom Brady's Bucks get to host uh, America's team, uh, arguably America's team. We may think differently, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys went in and it gave Tampa a game. Um, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys ever led in this game, but they hung close. Um, Dak Prescott was fantastic. It was a battle of two great quarterbacks. Brady was on Brady was sharp, um, as ever at 43 years old, 44 years old now. Um, Gronk still doing it. You know, he followed up Brady out of retirement. He had two touchdowns. I benched him on my fantasy team. So I'm off to a bad I just didn't think I was like, he's not projected that high. He's getting old. He's not really their a B or C target there with Evans and Godwin and a B and, uh, OJ Howard back, and I, I don't know if they still have Cameron Brait, but Gronk did well, two touchdowns. AB had a big touchdown, which still makes me sick to see him doing well. I think the only place he could have went was Tampa. Um, no team would have him, but for some reason, Tom Brady's the Antonio Brown whisperer. Um, he did go to New England and didn't last there with Brady, but follows him to Tampa, and it seems to be working out. Um, they have Leonard Fournette, who was just picked off the scrap heap, released by Jacksonville. Um, so Tampa Bay loaded again, 20, I think 22 out of 22 starters are back. Um, the favorite to go all the way again, probably. Um, but they squeaked by Dallas. Dak Prescott kept them close. Um, the, the Dallas passing game without their top offensive lineman, Zach Martin, um, still looked great. Um, but at, in the end, I thought was, Dak Prescott played probably one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Did, yeah, and it's and, sad they didn't take the loss, but I mean, I remember, I yeah. literally was focused in on every second of that game, Frankie. I, re- I I don't recall seeing Dak Prescott really playing a better game. Oh, he's okay. yeah. If and if he stays healthy, and I root for Dak, I like Dak, and I don't even mind the Cowboys. I'm not. Uh, 
yeah, this isn't your, this ain't your your grandfather or father's cowboy stealer days like i i would probably make my dad a little bit uh, nauseous if i said <laughs> it but ever since the even the romo days i've kind of liked dallas um there's you know gone are the days of uh you know urban and emmett and aikman and a lot of those and dion and a lot of those cocky guys uh, Listen I, here, Frank. You ain't allowed to like them Dallas Cowboys. You I mean, even Jimmy Johnson. I mean, I like Jerry, Johnson. Jerry Jones is the only holdover, and he's kind of <laughs> like whatever. Owners are going to be owners. I can't hate on him for that. So I don't mind seeing Dallas be good, and I'm going to root for him this year. I grew up. I grew up like I never told anyone. It's like you said. It was during that era of like the the Cowboys had just beaten the Steelers in the Super Bowl, so they were like they yeah. were the big rivalry besides the division rivals. Right. And I, I growing up, uh, I I actually was a closet Troy Aikman fan. I was a huge Troy Aikman fan, and I remember the one time at a book fair, local. I was still at Slipper Rock at a book fair. I bought a book called Things Change, the children's book written by Troy Aikman. And I remember I bought it and took a lot of heat from a lot of a lot of my classmates. But <laughs> I, I grew up loving Troy Aikman. I still think he's a you know he's an awesome quarterback and and all by all counts he seems like a, a good person. So yeah. But uh, no, I I just thought it's funny because you know I got I got razzed so much for being a Troy Aikman fan, him in prime time honestly. But but no, it, you know it was always the wanted to take my my Steeler fan card away for for liking those guys. But I just like guys who play the game well. And I thought, you know, Troy Aikman, I thought always thought played the game the right way. And as you hear in the background, some uh, somebody revving their engine on 4th Street in Elwood City. Uh, <laughs> Franklin <laughs> Avenue, actually. Franklin probably Avenue. Getting, probably getting to Johnny's Pizza across the street. <laughs> well, that sounds good. That's a taste of Elwood City there. But uh, yeah, Bronson, that was it was a barn burner. It was one of those whoever has the ball last wins and Tampa had it last and Ryan Suckup hit a, a game winning field goal yeah. as time expired. Um, the the Eagles and the Falcons, we'll get into the Sunday slate. Um, just to wrap well, that up. I, I wanted to add a few more things. The oh, Thursdays, yeah. The, the Cowboys, I, I'll jump into the Cowboys. Um, despite the loss, like you said, Dak looked great. Um they shouldn't hold their, you know, their their chin shouldn't be down because things are looking up for Dallas as long as they stay healthy. Um, everybody probably had this one chalked as a loss. So, you know, from here on out, Dallas, I think, has a shot in that NFC East. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was good. No, it's funny. And, Frank, you mentioned earlier the running backs of, of the Buccaneers. You said Fournette, they picked them off the scrappy. It didn't look out. I mean, even though Tampa was scoring points, it didn't look good starting out because uh, the running backs had some uh, possession problems, especially um, was it was it um, was it Jones that, that couldn't catch or was that Fournette? that couldn't catch the screen pass and Brady and it turned into an interception. And then the yeah, other guy. And then the other guy fumbled the football. So the first two, the first two guys in the depth chart, it was it was Jones and, and Fournette. The first two guys, they just they they, they couldn't hold on to the football. And I think eventually that led to Gio Bernard finally getting because remember he went to Tampa in the offseason. Uh, so it was just like a running back by committee there towards the end. Just the guys couldn't hold on to the football. Tampa made a lot of really, really stupid mistakes early in the game, even though they were they were hitting on all cylinders down the field clicking. As you said, Frankie uh, Gronk had a, Gronk on the board with a couple touchdowns. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin another touchdown. Um, but no, I, like you said, Dallas played really well too. And and to answer your question, you said you didn't know if Dallas had held the lead a whole. They got the lead right at the end of the game. They got that one point lead or whatever yeah. it was. But you, you just it was so great because like as soon as as soon as uh, Zerline's the kicker there in Dallas, as soon as Zerline puts it through the uprights, they just pan to Brady and Brady just puts, that puts the helmet on, ready to go. Oh, he knew it gave him too. He knew he knew and they knew that gave him too much time. Yeah. You can't give Tom Brady that much Especially time. Especially needing only three, yeah. Yeah. 
So it was like one of those things that 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 was like the gif of the week. The, the Brady that stared out and put the helmet on. Like remember he, Brady ben, knows. Uh, remember the uh, 08 Super Bowl against Arizona when Fitzgerald took it to the house. I think there's a shot of Ben just you know calmly. Oh it. yeah. Well, I remember. Not to go. I'm only going to take a second to go off course there. I remember that I was watching that with a buddy of mine, Jeremy Pacella. He's a huge uh, Kurt Warner fan, Cardinals fan, Rams fan. So I remember he came and watched the game. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals had led the whole entire game. And then Fitzgerald ran off the, the, the middle, you know, ran off and got this touchdown. We were all so demoralized. And he was jumping around like, like <laughs> no pun intended, like a giddy schoolgirl. So the, after he's doing his celebrating, he looks at the clock and he just he just gets depressed. And he looked at the screen. He goes, they gave Ben too much time. <laughs> like, even he knew it. it. Yeah. They gave Ben too much time. Funny. It, but, yeah, it's like one of those things, too. It's like every Dallas fan had to be happy he took the lead. But then you look at the clock and go. They gave Brady. They gave the goat too much time. Yep. And, and then that really would happen. And and then uh, I thought it was great clock management, especially. I mean, he's the goat, so uh, it, it's kind of very easy for me to say what great clock management by the by the Buccaneers. But Brady was taking like when he, he when they hit when they hit around like what around the, almost close to the red zone with the time coming off. He was just he was taking snaps and taking and getting reads and looks. And if he didn't like it, he just chucked it. He just chucked it to the first row or like the sidelines. He did it a couple times and then he didn't like what he saw. They brought suck up Ben through the uprights. That's game Tampa Bay. So it was a really great game. It was a great way to start the season off, Frank. You always want a great close, close game on Thursday night. You don't want to blow out like there was a couple years ago. I remember when remember when Peyton Manning, the Broncos blew the blew the doors off the Ravens. That was like a big blowout game. Uh you want you always want a close game. So um, th- th- this was this lived up to the hype and more, in my opinion. Um, and it was a great way to kind of get to get the, the the ball rolling on on the 2021 NFL season. Uh, so yeah, that was my opinion on Frankie. I was trying to think of something else, but I think I nailed every every point I wanted to make there. So and now and uh, Tam- Tampa Bay also playing without uh, um, they didn't have our, our buddy Jordan Whitehead in the lineup. So we're looking mm. forward to hopefully seeing him back in the lineup very soon. Right. Yeah, you're right. NBC uh, and the NFL got their wish. They got, uh, you know, a big a big draw in Dallas, and of course the defending champs and Brady. And it was a a down to the wire, knock them out, drag them out, barn burner. And uh, all of us fans were the winners that night. So we can only hope for more good ones. You know, you worry about the Thursday night slate a lot of the times. The NFL likes to give every team at least one look on Thursday night, and yeah. for for fairness purposes of rest and everything. I believe all 32 teams make one Thursday night appearance. So sometimes you are stuck with like a Jacksonville Houston um, Thursday night game or, you know, <laughs> like a, like, I don't know, even what would else, like a Detroit, Minnesota, like sometimes you just get ones that aren't very fun, but tonight Washington and the giants um, uh, division rival. This one's pretty good so far. Washington's driving to tie it at seven here in the second quarter. Um, they're in the red zone now. So, um, this one hopefully goes to the wire too, and we Bronson and I can finish watching this after the show. But uh, we'll move to the Sunday at one slate. Bronson, I jumped the gun yeah. on you. We'll, we'll get there now. Um, Eagles Falcons was uh, the first one o'clock game. Um, we'll be honest, did not see a snap of this. Uh, so I saw some highlights. Frankie. Obviously, with the Steelers being on, I wasn't on red zone seeing this. But from what I can see, Jalen Hurts lit it up. So Eagles fans. Uh, have a lot of hope that he's the future. I'm um, turning over the reins, you know, trading Carson Wentz, their former MVP candidate. Uh, they draft Jalen Hurts and throw him right in 27 out of 35, 264 and three touchdowns. Um, the, uh, their Heisman Trophy winning first round draft pick Devontae Smith had six catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. So a nice debut for him. Alabama um, Alabama connection there. Right, right. So 32 to six in Atlanta, uh, the Falcons 
don't have an identity right now, you feel kind of bad. Um, Matt Ryan just hanging on there. You kind of wish that he got the maybe I don't know if he declined a trade or if he's looking for a trade, but Matt Ryan, a lifelong Falcon, um, maybe he wants to finish his career there, but they are going nowhere. Um, if it's a rebuild, it's going to take a while. And you kind of hope for Matt Ryan to have something like Matt Stafford had where he gets a rebirth in, in, in LA with the Rams. Um, you think about like Matt Ryan, I don't think he'll be traded this year because they never trade players, never get traded in, in mid season in football for whatever reason, especially quarterbacks. Um, but think about Matt Ryan who has some gas left in the tank. What about a Washington football team getting Matt Ryan? Uh, where else could it, you know what he's kind of trying to there's not many openings because you know there's a lot of franchise quarterbacks we've talked about this in other episodes where could matt ryan surface um denver but teddy bridgewater is going to give it a go there um so maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe there's not a lot of places for matt ryan to go but uh i that's one there is washington now with uh fitzpatrick out and heineke uh at the helm but Probably a discussion for another episode. Matt Ryan's going to be in Atlanta, and they are struggling. Bronson, uh, Arthur Blank and company, uh, new coach down there. Just ever since that Super Bowl uh, collapse against uh, the Patriots, they've never been the same. So they get boat raced by the uh, by the Eagles, 32-6, Bronson. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to add anything, what, what highlights you saw of that one. Yeah, I watched a little bit of this uh, you know, through the red zone, Frank, and I was shocked. And it's only the Eagles that not only did they win big against the Falcons, they went down to Atlanta and won big against the Falcons. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really think the Falcons were as bad as everyone thought, but I, I guess maybe this game is is you know so is it maybe the Eagles are a really good team or is the Falcons are not a really good team? Yeah, hard um, to tell too after we after one week we can't say much yet. So yeah, fifteen carries, seventy four yards for Miles Sanders. Uh, so so decent decent he averaged almost five yards a carry so that's a pretty good production for him and as you mentioned Frank Devontae Smith with a decent day you know that that college teammate to college teammate Jalen Hurts obviously uh, from Oklahoma by way of Alabama so he played a little bit Devontae and, and with the Crimson Tide so a little bit familiarity there um, leading the way for the Eagles Brett Frank uh, our boy from Pitt Devontae Maddox with five tackles three assists so he was he was really getting in on on the yeah. party there in Philadelphia. Um, with the Falcons, I was looking to see one focus I was trying to take away is yes, how Matt Ryan looked 21, 35, 164 yards, no touchdowns, no pick or no, no picks kind of very much a blah day for him. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it say Mike Davis, man, not really great there. Um, they really, I was looking to see how the rookie was going to do Frankie Kyle Pitts, the tight end. He wears number eight, four catches, 31 yards, yards says, like I said, nothing, Nothing really to not, – not a re- really good performance here by the Falcons, Frank, especially being at home. You're, you're, opening, you're opening home game. You come in and you lay an egg like this against the Eagles. And like I said, the Eagles aren't a bad team, but, you know, you really – you really, and I said Mr. Blank probably wanted to have this team come out with a little more fire in their step, and that just did not happen, Frankie. And um, you, just, you just don't know. I mean, obviously the Steelers have really been on the end of an of a opener blowout, so you don't, you're kind of hard to put yourself in that position. But – Obviously not what the Falcons fans are looking for to for the opening year or the opening uh, game this year at a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, that, like I said, I saw a couple of the, the the rushing touchdowns. I saw the I saw the um, Hurts to the Devontae Smith touchdown it was a great throw by Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove for Frankie. You know, he's even though they they did jettison Wentz uh, and commit to him, they kind of almost had to do that. Wentz wasn't happy in Philly. There was a lot of talk of whether he was a necessarily a good locker room guy per se, 
Well, Wentz goes, Peterson goes. They bring in the new coach. They they commit to Jalen Hurts. I mean, he has he has to prove himself not only to the team in terms of performance, but you know as a good leader. And I thought this was a great uh, uh, stepping stone towards that in this game in Atlanta. So uh, hopefully, maybe the Eagles can build off of this and keep this going and and rolling, especially through the uh, the NFC uh, least as, as you and Skip Bayless <laughs> tend to always call it. Uh, so. Uh, Definitely, uh, definitely not a barn burner in the slightest, but a, a big win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Bronson, all very well said there. Um, one thing that you can see is, I mean, thirty-two to six, the the Eagles' defense they showed up and balled out. So maybe that's going to be a, you know, an unexpected strength of that team this year too. So yeah, big win for the Eagles to start out one and zero. Uh, yeah, so that look out for Jalen Hurts this year. Good debut here as starter, and uh, he's going to make some noise in that in that division. So, moving on, Bronson. Uh, the the next one o'clock game was Vikings Bengals, and I did catch the end of this because Red Zone went to it a lot. This one actually went to overtime, and it actually went to the final seconds of overtime. And I was texting a friend, Levi, who you met uh, at Jay's. Um, yeah. Because we have we all, we kind of text during games, and uh, we always used to talk. He was my college roommate and my buddy for a long time, and we watched football together. We always talk how much we hate ties, and back when ties were more rare. Oh, you can have ties. I didn't know that. Yeah, Probably you can. You can that yeah, you can still have ties if uh, if it ends up. You know, you can go you can go field goal, and the other team can match the field goal, and it stays tied. Um, and then the cl- and the clock runs out, or if nobody scores. So, and since it's only ten minutes now, um, it goes a lot quicker. And ties have been happening. I think the last three years, or so, that they've changed the rules. We've had at least one tie. We were very close last year, Bronson, to having a team tie twice. And it really would have been funny to see a team with a record of like you know seven seven and two. Or like, it would have been really odd. But me and my friend Levi, we always hate how records and standings get messed up right off the bat if there's an early tie because like you're a half game back. And yeah. does does a tie help you or hurt you? And it ends up in those playoff scenarios late in the year. It's like okay, if the Steelers are eight seven and one, and the 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 Browns are nine and seven, the Browns get it. But if the Browns go eight and eight, and the Steelers go eight seven and one, the Steelers get it. It really fogs up that playoff picture so i always root for no ties to happen because I, <laughs> I don't want to be playing with the espn playoff machine predictor thing till i'm blue in the face um you end up with those scenarios with a with a bengals win or tie and the ravens not winning or tying like all these so ties just is it is it better remember the two ties the two Steeler ties off the top of my head um i let me think of two i know it's one two right now i know I know one for sure, the 34-34 Falcons 2002. That's the number Plexico one. one they threw, Maddox threw it to the one-yard line of Hail Mary, and he, and he didn't make it in. Um, we tied the Browns a few years ago. Yeah, it was an, it was an opening week tie. Yeah, opening week tie. It was in Cleveland, tie, I remember yeah. that. In Cleveland, yep. So, um, yeah, there's, I think there might be even more than it's, that. But they say, Frankie, with the old uh, the old. It's, uh, it's like kissing your sister. Yeah. I think those are it, Bronson, because Cower had one tie and yeah. Tomlin has one tie. And that's uh, the other th- the faux Gruden the faux John Gruden Twitter when I was still rolling wild. You know, I tried doing my Gruden voice. I'll tell you what, by the tie. Tie is like taking a shopping cart and going through the grocery store and filling it up with food and whatnot. And then deciding at the end you don't want anything and putting it back on the shelf and walking out, man. That's wild. <laughs> 
it also kind of makes the coaches' records funny. You know, Tomlin's something like, you know, 187, 96, and 1. Um, Cower has that one from 02 on his resume. But anyway, yeah. that's I'm, I'm getting long here. Yeah, this we're getting final, off of <laughs> This is a final thought type topping. But anyway, um, I thought this game would almost end in a tie. Uh, the Bengals win it at the buzzer of overtime with a field goal. Both teams had the ball in overtime, could have won. Um, this game was back and forth. Two good teams. Like the Bengals are improved this year. I don't think they're going to be great, but they're not going to be the. Uh, they might finish last in the North, but they're going to give everybody a game. And the Vikings, who are picked to kind of you know contend in the NFC North and wild card picture in the NFC, um, start out with a loss to the Bengals. Uh, kind of saying we we are arriving with Joe Burrow. He had you know he's got the knee the knee uh, reconstructed ACL. You could tell he had the big uh, brace on it. He's he's not that mobile with it, but um, if they can protect him, um, Burrow can 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 grow with this offense and become the you know number one pick that they want him to be. So good start for the Bengals. Obviously, we won't get too excited and you know he had, he had a great throw, Frank. Not to interrupt you, he had a great throw to his college teammate Jamar Chase on the right yeah. side there. Deep ball. So LSU to LSU. Uh, yeah, I know there. that you you were you were talking about that college connection too. Um, last episode so that's that, that's going to be interesting to watch all year but uh that's all i have on a bronze i didn't see much of it other than like the late no late same no. i i only saw a little bit of this game too frank that's why i was kind of really trying to fill up the void with the tampa game because i watched yeah. i watched all that but uh we'll make no some time uh, a lot of these also rans games like uh but uh yeah late no, good, game, good no, game for adam much. thielen nine catches 92 yeah. yards two touchdowns almost hit the hit the 100 yards there and I was looking through the stats of this game. I forgot. I forgot the Vikings picked up Jordan Berry. Yeah, he had actually. I I was when I was watching it. He put one inside the one, and he was like, you know, getting high fives. I was like, oh, that's funny. There's Jordan Berry. Um, <laughs> looks Joe, like yeah, Joe Burrow. He said twenty twenty seven two sixty one two two TDs on the on the game there. Uh, Joe Mixon had a great game. Twenty nine yeah. touches, hundred twenty seven for Joe Mixon. Wow, that's a lot of. They're they're committing to the run. That's twenty nine carries out of Mixon. Then Jamar Chase, like you said, a hundred yards and a touch. Yeah, he was their leading receiver. So thank you. Yeah, T, uh, T T Higgins four for fifty eight. Tyler Boyd only three catches, three catches, thirty two yards. So we'll see where that goes from there. But yeah, Frank, uh, a big win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and uh, that's Mike Zimmer's former team. He remember he was the defensive coordinator uh, in Cincinnati before he took the head coaching gig in Minnesota. The Mike Zimmer uh, Bowl. Yeah, so I'm sure it's not something he uh, wanted to go back to Minnesota doing. So they started on one. The Cincinnati Bengals one and zero. Um, and so yeah, there there you go. And that's. And the and the Bengals do play the Steelers here in a few weeks. Actually, in, uh, next week after the after the the, the, um, the Raider game. So Bronson, uh, look yeah, look out for the Bengals and Burrow the rest of the year. See if they kind of flirt with five hundred and 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 you know keep their season uh, interesting. Um, next up, Niners and Lions. San Francisco uh, taking the trip east. Uh, to Detroit and Bronson, the Niners kind of uh, this was kind of a blowout all the way till the end. Uh, Garoppolo and company, um, they kind of and and this running back Elijah Mitchell kind of burst on that scene. He's the fantasy waiver wire darling. I tried to get him and, and failed um, because unfortunately Raheem Mostert uh, was injured for the year. Uh, the Niners starting running back Raheem Mostert. Uh, left this game early and they they fear it's an ACL and, they, and he's done for the year. So Elijah Mitchell uh, takes over 19 carries, 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then Debo Samuel went off, Bronson, nine catches, 189 and a touch. Uh, the young tight end for Detroit's one to look out. He's a fantasy darling. TJ Hawkinson uh, nearly had. A I have. 
Yeah, yeah. nearly had 100 yards and had a touchdown. And the Jared Goff era began. Um, I root for him, too. Like, I think, you know, he got to Same. a Super Bowl. They had a they laid an egg in that Super Bowl, which is just as much on McVay as anybody. Um, and also the Patriots played great defense. But Goff has talent through three touchdowns. They, you know, he doesn't want to throw it 57 times, but they were trailing late. Um, yeah, all that's garbage time, Frankie. But I did think Goff started out. He didn't start out very good. That, that interception was really bad. I saw that. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it was it was kind of I don't know if it was the nerves or your first game in Detroit, et cetera, et cetera. But. Uh, I fully thought he definitely came out. It was very sloppy very early. But eventually, he said, Frank, he got it together. And maybe you could say garbage, I don't know. But he was eventually able to kind of really kind of collect himself, uh, you know, physically and mentally. And uh, he, he ended up, you know, wasn't didn't end up being too bad there. And, now that, you know, obviously the 49ers are no slouch team, Frank. And I know a lot of people feel, you know, they were up there in the draft, which they traded up there in the draft. Um, but, you know, this is a team that only a couple of years goes in the Super Bowl. So I, I find it really weird that everyone's kind of already writing the 49ers off and maybe mm-hmm. saying that this is maybe a, a bad loss for the Lions, although they, they were behind uh, early and, 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 and by a lot. So I do I do give them sort of credit to, 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 to for, for fighting to the end there. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just was looking. You, you mentioned T.J. Hawkinson, but the, a lot of guys got into the party in terms of receiving. DeAndre Swift, a lot of passes out of the backfield. Jamal Williams, um, you know, definitely Goff uh, has always been known as being "quote unquote" chap- Captain Checkdown. He's never really been he's never really been given the respect of being a deep ball guy, uh, which which is what like it seems like like I said, and I mentioned last show. Go back on the last show, and you'll probably hear me talk about this. Was how we basically judge the quarterback position. It's like, you know. The Alex Smiths get crucified. You know, remember when he was in Kansas City? It's like he was always a Pro Bowl perennial guy, and it was always like, oh, he's Captain Checked Out. It's always seven to ten yard passes. He never throws a deep ball. You got to throw the deep ball. Got to throw the deep ball. Got to throw the deep ball. And uh, golf is a guy who, you know, these, you know, these 38, 57, 338 yard games are like kind of more when they didn't run the ball. Well, they had a more balanced attack in LA, obviously, with Gurley. But, you know, these would be the stat lines for golf, but everyone would still, you know, Mm-hmm. scoff at golf <laughs> because they weren't because they weren't like you know they weren't deep balls they weren't they weren't beautiful sexy like you know rainbows well, so. i mean look what brady's made his living mostly doing check downs to your kevin fox and your that's well, true james whites like, and if you do if you do that style and don't win a ring i feel like you get crazy yeah. but I, I feel like alex smith always got a bad deal especially in, especially towards his back end before they drafted Mahomes. I agree. So what interesting thing about this game too, Bronson, is it was 41-17 with like two minutes yeah. left. Oh yeah. So uh some some mop-up touchdowns. Um Goff went down and made it 41-25. And then immediately after that there was a turnover and they scored again. So it was like score, try an onside kick, score, try an onside kick. It could have been a miracle, but uh the 49ers, <laughs> 49ers held on. That would have been one of the epic collapses uh with two minutes to go up 41-17 to only win by eight. Um two things two things to take away, Frankie. Jeff Okuda lost for the year with the with the, the Achilles. Uh, he was injured this game. He was out for the year. I heard that. Yeah. So we will not see him the rest of the year. It's very sad. Want to see how he can bounce back after his rookie season. Yeah. And uh, one thing that we're, we're going to make this more of a theme as we go through the highlights here tonight, Frankie. Um, uh, Jimmy G did see most of the time for the 49ers, but uh, they were kind of doing the two QB thing. They were sneaking Trey Lance in there quite a bit too. So lot, and he did yeah. get a touchdown pass. So uh, they they are they are trying to at least give Trey Lance some time to get in there. Um, I do think it will be Jimmy. It's still for as of right now to be still be Jimmy G time in, in San Francisco. Yeah. But they will be sneaking Trey Lance here and there. Interesting. This is the start of it. A couple other teams did this as well. 
Yeah, get some packages for him. Yeah, you know, for sure, get a different wrinkle. But uh, one thing of note to mention with that late comeback is that I didn't know this, but it was a pretty tough beat for the, some of the people in Vegas because oh, I saw that on uh, SVP it, show. It ended up a, a nine, an eight point game, and the line was nine and a half. So the Niners didn't cover with that with that late mop up stuff. <laughs> it made Scott Van Pelt's bad beats this week. Yeah, yeah. So if you're up by if you're up uh, by twenty four points with two minutes left and the line's nine and a half, you're sitting pretty. I hope you didn't write any checks you can't cash because <laughs> the, the two mop up touchdowns ruin the, the ruin the spread. That's why I quit betting. I used to do it, but uh, <laughs> that's a rough one. So yeah, Bronson, we got to get cracking back here. We gotta we gotta knock some of these out quick. Um, Cardinals Titans. This one was a shocker. Um, Titans at home. Uh, a couple years in a row making the playoffs, making some noise. A lot of people's pick to go to a Super Bowl the last couple of years with that team with Tannehill and Derrick Henry and now Julio Jones out of the mix. But uh, my pick and I will I'll stand by them. Remember, I picked Arizona to make the playoffs last episode. Um, I love what Kyler Murray does. They bring in the veteran J.J. Watt. Um, we root for a guy like James Conner. Um, I don't see how much would share the carries he got this game. I didn't see any of this game either, but I saw the the final score and was very impressed to go on the road into Tennessee and kind of whoop them pretty bad. Uh, 38-13, Bronson. A lot of questions in Nashville. Um, you know, they just got to shower this one off, and I think the Titans will be all right in that AFC South. But yeah, uh, I agree. Arizona's going to make noise in that in that NFC West. The NFC West was started four and zero, so great yeah. great start for the NFC West, Bronson. Um, I don't know yeah. if you if you got we have Connor on. sixteen touches, fifty three yards, two okay, points, so he's three point three carry. He actually had more touches than Chase Edmonds. Chase only had twelve for sixty three. Good to, good to hear him getting the lion's share. I hope he stays healthy. If he splits carries, he could stay healthy. So big games for DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. Yeah, and Frankie leading the way on defense is your boy Isaiah Bug Simmons. Yeah, I think he has a new number this year. I think he went single yeah, number digit. nine. He's yeah, he went single digit. So yeah, I, I one of my, my darlings of the the draft a couple of years ago. It's such a hybrid linebacker safety kind of deal. So no, that, what did, um, who did Andy Lee give his number to? Just a, a rookie receiver. I don't know his name. He paid him. He paid him a ransom for it. He you know he got sometimes those guys get Rolexes or just a check. Rondell Moore, I think, because he's yeah, number so. four. So Andy Lee yeah. gave it up. He's like, I'm a punter. I don't, I'm not really attached to it. Um, I'll take the the payday. <laughs> so kind yeah. of funny, but no, that was a good one. Look out for the Cardinals. Yeah. I think they're going to be tough this year. I, I obviously picked them in the playoffs. So a good statement when uh, here, Card- here week one Cardinals, keep your boy, Derek Henry and check 17 touches, 58 yards there. Yeah. Um, Anytime uh, you do that, you this make, was definitely, can't, he'll beat you. Oh yeah. And this is definitely one of those games, Frankie, where I think everyone was. This was kind of the WTF game where no one saw this coming. They yeah. thought maybe the Cardinals might win, but not not as so lopsided as it was. And then ten, and that was, they went to the Nashville and did this. It wasn't like they went down to Glendale or anything like that. This was at oh. home. Tennessee hosted it, and uh, it was definitely not not a, not a good game. And obviously, Mike Vrabel was not happy, and I'm sure they'll bounce back. I think this is a game like you said. This is just one game you just you just shower it off and you come back next week. Yeah. I, I don't think this means the Titans are that bad of a team. I just think sometimes these are blessings in disguise because it wakes teams up uh, that might yeah. have been overconfident. So yeah, you're right. But uh, so I, everything you said, I agree with. I think this is just a, a kick in the pants game for the Titans, and uh, I'm sure the Cardinals will keep going along well. Kyler Murray just and I did see some of this game too, Frank. Kyler Murray just like every time you see this guy, he's must see. He's Russ Wilson level, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and and not as good, but in terms of electricity, uh, showmanship, you know, so exciting. He, yeah. Some he's people def- think he's too small, but um, 
as long as he slides and gets out of bounds and doesn't take that big shot like RG3 did to kind of ruin his career, just keep him healthy, keep the offensive line good there. Um, and keep get rid of the ball. Uh, yeah, he's definitely fun to watch. Kyler's Ky- so. smart too. He's a baseball guy. Keep that in mind. He's a baseball right. guy. But yeah, yes. great, 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 great win on the road to start week one by the Cardinals, Frankie. This game kind of remind me to jump uh, to jump levels uh, of Oregon going into the shoe and beating Ohio State. Just a, <laughs> a team from out west coming to a big bad bully out east and doing it in their house. So the Cardinals, you know, come into Nashville and take them out. So yeah, definitely not. The Cardinal fans aren't surprised, but the rest of the world was, and I think they're going to make some noise. Uh, next up, Bronson, Seattle, and the Colts. This was another kind of clash of two titans. Um, both teams, playoff caliber teams, although the Colts, you know, bringing in the Carson Wentz era, he, he is, uh, he's, he's playing he, the injury. I think the foot injuries uh, healed up, and Carson Wentz gave it a go, and you know, Russell Wilson and company, they came in and again, another one, I didn't see a snap of Bronson. So I'll, I'll leave this one mostly up to you, but uh, if you want, we can just go over some stats, but big win for Seattle going into Indy. So another NFC West team, um, like I said, they went four and oh, um, they come into a tough place in Indy and uh, not only win, but they win by, you know, almost two touchdowns. So great early win for the Seahawks to keep pace with everybody else in their division. Kind of impressive. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was you know talking to my friend Shane this week too. We, we were talking about this game uh, pretty in detail, and you know he knows he knows I'm a big Carson Wentz guy, so he had to give me the buzz on Carson. He goes, he's like, "What about your boy Carson?" I was like, "Dude, it's like 25 to 38, two, 251 yards, two touchdowns. Any week that probably beats any team, but the Seahawks aren't any team." Yeah, and and and, and as good as Carson Wentz was. Russell's even better, 18 of 23, 254 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I believe at least two of those were to, uh, to Tyler Lockett, and it was yeah. like two touchdowns for him, a touchdown, for, of course, for the, uh, the 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 freakazoid, the freak show, DK mm. Metcalf. So and, unguardable, yeah. <laughs> and then Gerald Everett, and Gerald Everett um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are just, they're on it, and, and Tyler Lockett's just taking that next level, especially after. So um, loaded. Yeah, especially after um, oh, who was the receiver just retired? Baldwin a couple years ago, right? The one receiver, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he retired a couple years ago. And Tyler Step- Lockett stepped in. Obviously, DK Metcalf was that draft pick that Pete Carroll liked that would slide in, and uh, they've certainly done the duties. And Frank, sixteen touches for ninety-one yards for Chris Carson, and he had a lot of good long runs too. So um, they're they're swinging guys in as well too. Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, and. Um, and Freddie Swain had a couple of each. Dallas and Swain, not Swan, Swain, each had a carry. But uh, Rashad Penny, they snuck in there too. Um, uh, but Chris Carson, maybe he's a guy that if he continues to build, you know, he's always been kind of a, a, a you know, a reliable guy. So they keep leaning on him. And Russ just keeps being Russ. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks will just keep rolling along. And the and by and by no means that are the Colts are a bad team. So this is. This is that I think from when I watched this game, Frank, I thought this game was a lot closer than the score kind of, uh, you know, and it, you know, showed. Uh, Wentz looked good. Jonathan Taylor, eh, 3.3 per carry, 17 touches, 56 yards. Uh, Naeem Hines at nine touches for 34 yards. Wentz had a couple rushes too. Um, Zach Pascal was seen to be Carson Wentz's leading uh, go to guy, two touchdowns, uh, in you know, the um. One was a deep ball, do you believe? The other one was kind of more in the red zone. But um, Michael Pittman Jr. getting there, three three catches, twenty nine yards. Um, but no, I mean, uh, 
I, I, you know, the, the theme of this week too, when Dallas lost to Tampa is that way they call it Frankie, the moral win. I think, yeah. I think the, the Colts didn't exactly play a great game, but I thought they could take this. They, this is a, a loss they can, they can learn from. And, and like, so yeah. the Seahawks are a good team. And I think the Colts are, I think are going to be okay. Especially that South where, you know, Jacksonville's going to be really bad. Uh, the Texans, Houston. Yeah, and, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Tyrod Taylor has something for him. But I think they're, I think the Colts right now are probably slotted into number two with the potential to be number one if Carson Wentz keeps improving week by week. And everyone was quick to bury him, Frank. Everyone was quick to say that Carson Wentz was done, and if he couldn't do it in Philly, he wasn't going to do it anywhere. And obviously, the injury-prone thing is still out there, which will continue to still be out there as long as he keeps getting hurt. But when whenever he's healthy and on the field, Frank Carson Wentz always seems to at least have a a, pr- a pretty solid performance. But when you're going against the King, you best not miss. And the and the Colts just weren't up to task to handle uh, a King Russ Russ Wilson. So. Uh, the Seahawks big win on the road. Another Frank, another team that went west to east. Here they go to Lucas yeah, Oil Stadium kind of in Indianapolis and they get a big win. Yeah, very well said, Bronson. Yeah, this was a big one. Um, wanted to spend a little more time on this. Just two teams that are picked to go into the playoffs. So great job breaking that all down. And yeah, like you said, a tough loss for the Colts, but like Dallas and like the Titans. Um, I don't think they're going to have, you know, a bad year. I think these yeah. teams are going to end up over 500. And, you know, Carson Wentz, they just got to gel, um, get used to, you know, everybody, um, get the chemistry together with the offensive line and his receivers. So, you know, he didn't practice a lot with that foot injury this this uh, preseason. No. So it's going to be some growing pains there, but I think they'll right the ship. Uh just a few. I'll go over these scores, Bronson. I don't think we want to spend any time on some of these ones. Chargers, the West to East theme. They go in and beat the Washington Football Team twenty to sixteen. So a close, yeah, close game. Um, we had the Jets and Panthers in the Sam Darnold Bowl. Um, Panthers come out on top, nineteen fourteen. I don't think I this do want one... to step in on this one, Frank. Yeah, watch okay. a bunch of this game. Big Sam Darnold guy. I am you know? I thought mm-hmm. maybe they, they they casted him out too early. They didn't put him in a great position to succeed. Yeah. It's funny. It's ironic in this game. The big connection was uh, was Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson, both former Jets. They uh-huh. hooked up for a big deal. Christian McCaffrey in on the party. And True. even though the Jets did take the loss in Carolina week one, I do think there's some things the Jets definitely can build on. Um, and uh, Zach Wilson, I didn't think looked too bad at all. Okay. Uh, and I thought he was uh, he was uh, obviously had some obviously made some rookie mistakes. I mean, that's going to happen. But um but I definitely thought Zach Wilson had really nothing, nothing to uh, you know really hang his head about. I thought he had a you know for having a rookie, he was he was a guy who definitely was getting the ball down the field. What was his lines, Frankie? Twenty of thirty-seven, two fifty-eight, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Tevin Coleman, nine, nine touches, twenty-four yards. But yeah, Corey Davis and uh, Braxton Berrios each with uh, the main targets there for for Wilson. But Corey Davis had two great touchdowns. I saw those touchdowns. Former Titan, yeah, yeah. Former Titan, indeed. I think he was a Mac player, like a Western Michigan. <clears throat> I think you might Central be right. Michigan. Sam Darnold, 24-35, yards, uh, 279 yards, one touchdown there. Frankie Christian McCaffrey, 21 touches, 98 yards. Um, big run by DJ Moore, but Christian McCaffrey also getting in. He was the leading target receiver, too. So well, another, He had you know, almost 100 yards receiving and rushing. That's and just rushing. classic classic he's, Christian McCaffrey. If he's healthy, he's the best <laughs> best player in the game. And Robbie Anderson did only have one catch, Frank, but it was that big 57-yard bomb from from Sam Darnold. So, uh, you know, I, maybe maybe I'm too early on the on the, on the, the trumpeting the uh, the Sam Darnold train because it is against the Jets. But I do well, think you got that, a player like McCaffrey; they could they could be tough to beat. They might actually t- 
turn turn some heads this year. Yeah, so I just wanted to really shout out to both the quarterbacks there. And like I said, uh, I thought Zach Wilson for his first game, I, I, you know, uh, against uh, against going into enemy territory, I thought really showed some moxie and uh, and I and I hope I hope he he he's finally the guy that the Jets are looking for. Um, two more to just kind of breeze by. Uh, yeah. Maybe- maybe jump in uh broncos go in to beat the giants so the theme is west to east teams uh west coast teams beating east coast teams this week brox and you had the chargers beating washington um i just mentioned the broncos came east and beat the giants cardinals beat the titans niners beat the lions um pretty interesting you know sometimes those are hard flights and you favor the team out east but uh Denver, Denver in the Bridgewater era gets underway with a win in the MetLife Stadium over the Giants. And then Jacksonville, Houston, it's I made fun of this matchup. It's kind of the <laughs> these might be the 31st and 32nd worst teams in the league. So um, it is the Trevor Lawrence debut. So we probably should spend a little bit of time on how he looked. Three touchdowns, three picks. So kind of before you, know, you get into that, Frank, going yeah, back yeah. to that Denver game, I was going to be yeah. real quick. Yeah, Bridgewater, a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of checkdowns for him. 28-36, 264, two touchdowns for him. Melvin Gordon, believe it or not, had a really good game. A lot of guys, people were already writing, kind of writing him off a little bit too with Javante Williams in the fold. Javante Williams, 14 touchdowns, 45 yards. But Melvin Gordon, 11 touchdowns, a big run, puts him over 100 yards, 101, and a, a touchdown. Uh, Jerry Judy, six touch, six catches for 72 yards, Frank. But Jerry Judy did get hurt. to get a, a little bit of a knee issue. He's not out the rest of the year, but he's definitely going to be out an extended period of time. And so now they're going to have to lean on guys like Noah Fant, and they're going to have to lean on Cortland Sutton, who he himself has just came back from a year missing with the torn ACL. And the so. Penn State uh, youngster KJ Hamler is there, I believe. He's also there as well, yes. So they'll have to lean on him as well. Um, Saquon Barkley only had t- 10 touches. This is before tonight, obviously. Um, Daniel Jones, kind of man numbers there, 22-37, 267 yards. Kind of more sounds like check down numbers as well. Sterling Shepard, who changed his number two, Frank, he's number yeah, three. three. Yeah, so he had seven seven catches, 113 yards at a touchdown. So he's probably the bright spot there for the Giants. Um, Slayton and Galladay into the party. Kyle Rudolph, they brought him in from Minnesota. He gets only two catches there, so maybe he'll have to, 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 to bring it in as well. Um, one more thing for we jump over to that Jacksonville game, Frank. Blake Martinez, he came over from Green Bay. He might have already been with the Giants in a year, maybe. Or I don't know, but I know Blake Martinez just came from the, the Packers. If not last year, then definitely this year. He uh, leading the Giants on defense as well, so he still definitely got some uh, some gas in the tank there for sure. But yeah, I just wanted to bring up the the uh, the Judy injury and 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 a great game that um, Melvin Gordon had. So um, big win for the Broncos. I've always had a little soft spot in my heart for the Broncos, even though it's been many years since John Elway's played there. But they, again, Frank, you said West teams coming east, grabbing them dubs. Uh, and there you go, Frank. And I'll turn it back over to you. You were you were finishing your little thought on uh, on on Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, just quickly on Jacksonville and Houston. Um, like I was saying, you know, no disrespect to these two cities and franchises, but this is not one many people were interested, other than seeing Trevor Lawrence <laughs> debut. I mean, the you know the the Heisman Trophy winning number one pick, uh, Golden Boy. Well, I don't know if he does have a Heisman. I don't think he because Devonte Smith. I don't it, believe but, he has a Heisman. So, but anyway, the number one pick and. Uh, you know, like a lukewarm start, three touchdowns, three picks. But, you know, the Jaguars know they're not going to win this year. I mean, Urban Meyer's going to have to take his lumps. Um, we're going to have to see. It's going to be interesting because I'm hearing that a lot of the players aren't loving his college rah-rah style down there. And That's um, why That's why they, they claimed that uh, Myers, Meyer was so easy, easily wanting to get rid of Joe Schobert. 
Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and how long he sticks around there. Um, Unless he moves west to USC. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Like he's he's going to watch him pull a Nick Saban when Nick Saban pretty much cleaned out his uh, Miami Dolphins locker midseason to go take the LSU job or take take Alabama after. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. But, uh, no, that. Houston, they get an early win. I don't think they're going to be good this year, but they start out on a good foot. Like you said, Tyrod Taylor's uh, the, uh, the helm there with the Deshaun Watson situation not being cleared up, kind of the Trevor Bauer of the NFL. He's got a kind of some domestic issue, uh, abuse issues and things like that. So Deshaun Watson's kind of on a restricted list. Uh, once a trade, we'll see if any team wants to take that on, but kind of upsetting because I like him and I hope he writes the ship and gets to a new team and starts a new leaf. But uh, right now they're going with T- Tyrod Taylor, Melvin Ingram's they got players there still, Brendan Cooks. Um, so we'll see what Houston does this year. Maybe they'll flirt with 500 at least and not be terrible, but uh, they do get an opening day home win over Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer and company. Uh, a few games left, Bronson. I was shocked to see the Dolphins go into Foxborough and make the Patriots start 0-1. That's always makes a Steeler fan smile. Um, this game was close, but Tua and company, you know, kind of an ugly game, 17-16. Um, didn't see much of it, but happy to see the result. Uh, the Mac Jones era got underway there, and I think he looked okay. Um, from what I saw in the highlights, made made his reads. Um, made some tight window throws. Um, I think Belichick's going to be happy grooming this kid. Um, it's one game in, but I think they they like what they're going to see. And then Saints-Packers, what a drubbing of Aaron Rodgers, 38-3. This, yeah. game, this game in Jacksonville, oddly enough, I saw – this was funny because I saw a sunny sky and grass, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Are they playing at Tulane Stadium or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did. He wants to cut the dome off. Yeah. To cut the dome. <laughs> so, or I'm like, is the scoreboard wrong? And is this Lambo? Like, what's going on? Um, but the Hurricane Ida, I guess, damage to the Superdome, um, forcing the poor Saints like 2005 all over again out of their home stadium. And Jacksonville had to let them borrow the stadium. It was empty as they were in Houston taking on the Texans. So, I guess it was one of the better options. You know, short flight from New Orleans to Jacksonville, probably an hour or two. Um, easiest kind of, you don't want to, you don't want to play a neutral field game for the saints in Seattle or something. So luckily they were able to get to acquire, um, Jacksonville. It would have been funny to see it played at Heinz field. I want, I wonder if like anybody would have went to it from here. I would have tried to like to go see Aaron Rodgers and the saint. That would kind of be funny, but, um, it, it, it's, it's a moot point. It was in Jacksonville neutral field. Um, and uh, this kind of felt like Packers Bucks last year. Where remember it was just a, you know, a, a drubbing thirty-five-three. This one thirty-eight-three. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers pretty much said R E L A X after the game, like he used to. Like it's not the end of the world. He's like, we'll get, we'll we'll we'll, we'll turn this thing around. I'm not too concerned yet. Um, but uh, yeah, Bronson. Yeah, those couple. Now the floor said it was an embarrassing. It was embarrassing. He loss. was he, he was almost Bill Callahan esque uh, in his presser. But uh, yeah, Dolphins, Patriots, Saints, Packers, Bronson. I'll throw those two to you. Yeah, uh, it was very shocking. And I know, like you said, it was a neutral site. It was in Jacksonville. Um, but uh, yeah, the Packers coming down the coming down south and and uh, throwing the egg to the to the. Uh, New Orleans uh, Saints there. I'm like kind of like days. Like, oh, I was thinking, I was 
using my mind because I was thinking of uh, it was funny because Drew Brees is now working for NBC uh, doing the Sunday Night Football coverage, and I guess they were asking him about. They did the highlights, and, and Jameis Winston had a great day throwing the ball. And I'm actually gonna try to bring his stats up while while I'm bringing the story up. But uh, um, they were asking Drew Brees <laughs> about the the game, and he said. He's like, see what happens to the Saints now that they got a quarterback and can throw the ball deep now? <laughs> so it was cool for them to kind of uh, yeah. poking fun at himself a little bit there. Jameis, 14 for 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Taysom Hill got in there a little bit as well, Frankie. But Alvin Kamara, 20 touches for for 83 yards. Uh, big talk, Frankie. Alvin Kamara had a little bit of a – you see he has a visor on his helmet, and it had the NASCAR logo on it. And nice. that's uh, – yeah, Alvin Kamara's come out as a big NASCAR fan lately, and he's been <laughs> to some races, and he's actually talked about wanting to own a team, possibly. Uh, so, uh, so it's cool to have a guy like Alvin Kamara in the in the corner of NASCAR to maybe try to help promote the sport. By the way, the Saints had Chris Hogan's on the. Uh, for, I see Chris Hogan on the Saints, and I'm like, wasn't he playing lacrosse in the la- professional lacrosse league? And now he's <laughs> back in the NFL. He's playing wow. for the New Orleans Saints. Um, so that that was some, that was a crazy thing I looked on the stats yeah. line saw because last I heard he was retiring from football and going to play lacrosse, but uh, no, he's back and he's he's catching balls from Jameis Winston and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Frank uh, just this was not the game for him. Fifteen to twenty-eight, almost fifty percent passing, two picks, no touchdowns, one hundred thirty-three yards. After a while, they you know they just decided to really just kind of pull him out of the game, give Jordan Love some reps. Maybe it was uh, this off-season of turmoil getting into his head. I mean, it's hard not to think about that, too, Frank. You know, it's one of those things, too, where Colin Coward kind of called him out this week. You know, in the off-season, he said, I'm 50-50 about retirement. And when you're thinking about retirement, Frank, or you're thinking about getting out, you may already get out because your mind's not fully with the team there. Uh, maybe this leads to Aaron Rodgers having a good bounce back. Well, of course, they're playing the Lions week, too. I didn't have to look at the schedule. I saw that already. They're playing the Lions week, too, which I'm sure they'll blow the Lions out probably Sunday and everything yeah. will be hunky-dory and back to normal. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, Frank, this is probably number one of my WTF moment of the week, uh, right above the, the Tennessee Titans getting thrugged by the by the um, Arizona Cardinals, but uh, what a what a future performance by the Packers, and I think the, you were you were mentioning, of course, the, the Jacksonville Houston game, and um, <clears throat> uh, that was the you know like you said that was really wasn't really a game that everyone was people wanted to see, of course, how um, Trevor Lawrence was going to do, but uh, I, you know it's definitely you said it, it looks like it, it may possibly be a, a long year for. Uh, um, Urban Meyer and the and the and the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and like you said, you know a lot of guys, Frank. They, you know the NFL the NFL graveyard is is low is uh, lined with the bones of a lot of college coaches that have tried to bring their style to the pros, and it's different when you're coaching young men, Frank, than when you're coaching uh, a grown adult millionaires. You know, with you know, you, it's it's hard to find uh, what they call that motivators, mm-hmm. the ways to to motivate your guys. Steve Spurrier didn't work out in the NFL. Obviously, they thought he was going to be the next big thing. Chip Kelly was a guy who kind of failed in the NFL. Um, Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh, you can kind of see whether he was or maybe he was just pushed out by teams. But he never really got another NFL opportunity when he went to Michigan. Uh, maybe possibly had a chance to to coach the the Colts there, but uh, ultimately chose to stay in Michigan. So it, it's you know it, it's a different culture, Frank Cook. 
coaching big time college football and going to the pros is a huge step. And there's there are some guys who've done it. Jimmy Johnson's one guy you come on. Well, every coach at some point has done it because they, you know your Hall of Fame, you know whatever. But but Jimmy Johnson's a guy I've no no have done it. You know multiple national championships, multiple Super Bowls. Pete Carroll, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but for every Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson, there's a Steve Spurrier, there's a Chip Kelly, and and, and, and the 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 jury is out early here on 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 Urban Meyer. But like you said, if uh, if this USC job really becomes a big prime spot, um, that could be a way for him to go too. I also not to kind of make this college, but obviously apparently USC is really interested in Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the the Kansas City Chiefs. So he didn't get a job in the offseason. Could USC be his spot where he goes there, Frank? But to um, finish up this this game recap too, of course, um, obviously a big. You never forget your first time, and and uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, maybe a game he liked to forget, but he didn't. He did have some touchdowns here and there too. Some 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 you know some pros some cons there, but um, you know I I think hopefully you know Trevor Lawrence can find a way to bounce back. I yeah, I want to see. I I never want to see people fail. I want to see the young man succeed. So hopefully he'll find a way to bounce back, and hopefully Urban Meyer could be a a guy that that leads you know a catalyst that leads to, to a more improved Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. Bronson. So a couple more left. Um, we have, I'm just trying to saving the game of the week till last. So we'll go, <laughs> we'll go not, not the Steelers. There was one big one that I'm skipping over. Um, yeah, Bear, no, I know what you meant. I Bears Rams was the Sunday night tilt. And uh, in the, you know, the new SoFi stadium, um, which I think the first time getting kind of a full capacity fans yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at Stafford, who we've talked about going to and getting some new scenery. Great, great Rams debut. Um, 20 of 26, 321 and three touchdowns. Um, they're having to go with Henderson at running back because Cam Akers is out for the year. Um, look sharp, 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, the all the always reliable Cooper Cup had a big game, 100 yards receiving and a touch. Um, and Andy Dalton, um, not great. The Bears as a whole didn't look great. So a lot of people are already calling for Justin Fields. He came in in a package and ran in a touchdown. So this is going to be the conversation all year. When when does it, when does it turn over to Fields? Um, if it gets bad for the Bears, Bronson, I think I talked about this. If they're staring down a one and four, two and five, um, they're gonna Matt Nagy's almost gonna have to go to Fields. Um, but yeah, that one. It was the national game Sunday night, Bronze. I don't know if you watched any of it. I didn't. I didn't watch much of it. Just you know, here and there, tuned in. But uh, yeah, that one was a big, big opening day win for the Rams, as expected. Favored at home, um, but they they looked really sharp and, and kind of dominated 34-14. Um, and then the Monday night game. I'll, well, I'll, I'll go to the Sunday the Sunday highlight too, Bronson, and, and jump in on Bears Rams if you want. But uh, Browns Chiefs. Was the mm. was the main event? Um, obviously, a, a, a playoff rematch from the divisional round last year. Um, Browns Chiefs. Uh, the Browns look good. Uh, you know, the Chiefs had to kind of battle this game. The Browns had had kind of some big leads early. Um, you can never kind of put the Chiefs away, though. Um, this one was twenty-two to ten at the half, so a two-score lead. Um, Chiefs cut it to 22-20 after three, and then in the fourth quarter, um, Mahomes and company took over. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, same old thing. Uh, Mahomes leads the comeback. 33-29, Chiefs take out the Browns. Made Steeler fans happy. The Browns start 0-1. <laughs> um, 
Um, and uh, yeah, this Bronson, this was like Tampa, Dallas. This one was probably one of the better games of the week as advertised. It was supposed to be, it was, I think it was Nance. Was it Nance and Romo? Um, I don't remember. I was watching the role of the red zone coverage of it, but um, yeah, I sure. never, not that I'm saying that I thought that it was never in doubt, but I knew if it was at least within, you know, if it was at least within distance or at least within a, a shot range. Yeah. I felt like Patrick this is a chief's MO. Remember that, that playoff run two years ago, they trailed by double digits in all four playoffs. Yeah, They've been here before. I, I, <laughs> I never had a doubt in my mind yeah. that they would at least, at least bring it close. And, and um, obviously this, this is, I think this says more about the Browns than I think this says about the Chiefs. You know, you had you had a prime. You're at home. You have a prime win. You got you got the defending AFC champs on the on the ropes. And you know, those big teams, those big powerful teams, they give you the kill shot. But nope, you let Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and then and, and the whole gang get back in the ball game. Some really careless turnovers too with the Browns that kind of let them back in the game. And um, it's one of those games. You know, ba- it's one of those things. Baker Mayfield. You know now. The lasting image of that game is Baker Mayfield throwing a tantrum in the grass there, and so, uh, you know, if you want to take that next level and be one, be an a- a- um, AFC North champ, you got to win games like these, Frankie. And uh, they let this one slip away, but you know, there's not, it's nothing to snot your nose at too, especially when you have Patty Mahomes in the in that electric Kansas City offense out there too. So, it, even when Kansas City was losing, I never, I never thought for, I, I never allowed it to even enter my mind a moment that they were going to lose that game. And they just you, you've seen this too many times before, and and ultimately they reared their ugly head and, and and they won the game, which is good for Steelers fans. Like you said, it gives them zero and one in the North already. So, but big ups to Kansas City to, to find that determination and that the ability to overcome um, some um, adversity early and and uh, and persistence and and perseverance and come back and win that game. And um, oh, okay, you I think you're gonna cover that next. I wasn't uh, I was gonna talk about the Ravens. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm going next, Bronson, because I didn't want to do Monday before Sunday. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, Browns. Oh, geez. oh, the Rams, yeah. Rams, Rams, um, Rams, Bears. Yeah, yeah final thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford got the homecoming and wanted to go to LA mm-hmm. and big performance there. And again, like Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton has to literally be Tom Brady 2005 every game for them to not want to put Justin <laughs> Fields. Right. I mean, he, this guy's literally fighting a losing battle, and I'm tired. You know, like I get it. Like Andy Dalton isn't a great isn't a great quarterback. He's slightly above mediocre on some days, and he's an average. I get it, but it's like, I, it's gonna like like Colin Coward said it last week. He's like, if you're Andy Dalton's family, like just just turn off social media, turn off the TV, like literally live a hermit life because every week is going to be this every week. It doesn't matter if he wins. It doesn't matter if he loses. Like they have to obviously be winning big and he has to literally be like the second coming of John Elway for them to not want Justin Fields in that, in that ball game. And that's the way it's going to be. And, and I think Andy can handle it, but I don't know, you know, like if you're his family, like just stay away from TV. Cause every week, this guy is, this guy is going to be more scrutinized than Zapruder film brother. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, this it's it's gonna be a rough, a rough. It always sucks too to be like that veteran guy when the, when the hot shot rookie's coming. I mean, ask Kurt Warner when he was with the Giants. Remember when Eli Manning? They, they were just asking every year, every week for Eli to come in the game. But um, but no, Frank. I mean, I I don't think it was a, a horrible catastrophe for the Bears. I just think the Rams are that good, and and we'll see what goes on the upcoming uh, the upcoming weeks ahead. Yeah, Bronson. So that does move us into the final. 
well, other than the Steelers, which we'll talk about next segment, um, the final game of the week, and this was another barn burner cl- instant classic. Uh, I did watch the bulk of this game, Monday Night Football, rooting against the Ravens, obviously. The first game with fans in Vegas is history. Um, now yeah. that they've moved out here in COVID the first year so. Stadium. Vegas fans get a chance and I think they filled the building up and I don't know. This is what they've talked about. Is it going to be betting fans, Raider fans is the road teams fans going to be filling it up. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but uh, I don't, I think they're going to have, you know, we've obviously seen them support the golden Knights and I don't think they're far away from getting a baseball team. The Oakland athletics are very interested. Um, So Vegas fans. Yeah, they got a, they, got treated to an instant classic, their first game um, in the big Roomba or the big spaceship they're calling that stadium out there. It's kind of wacky looking. Looks like one of those vac- Roomba vacuums. Um, and yeah, but Team Gruden and company find a way to get it done. Another overtime game. And this the, was a The back- Darren Waller Bowl. Yep. This one was back and forth. Bronson, it was one of those who has it last, like Tampa, Dallas. And uh, it's funny, the 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 bookends of this NFL week one were Tampa, Dallas and, and Baltimore, Vegas. And uh, let's count how many times we accidentally say Oakland this year, Bronson, but uh, oh, we will definitely do that. I did last episode, I think, but uh, I got it right there. Uh, oh my gosh. Baltimore, yeah. Vegas, Baltimore, Vegas. They, they uh, cap it off. And, Frank, and Bronson, uh, Frank Gruden almost pulled a Pete Carroll, the brother. He almost pulled a Pete Carroll. When, it, when they you know they had a chance to run the ball three times and of course they caused that pass play it gets deflected yeah. the ball goes the other way you thought the game was over but or pulling a Dan Quinn in the Super Bowl where they could oh. run 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 field goal oh, and beat the Patriots. And I'm sorry this just another thing the is the penalty too, was big too the false start yeah. penalty is one because it's funny the defense makes a penalty there it's a half inch but if the offense makes a penalty it's minus five it's kind of one of those not fair rules. Yeah. But, um, but uh, but no, I mean, obviously, they get the ball back to Baltimore where they can just win it with a field goal. But again, I mean, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. And Lamar Jackson's an incredible talent, Frank. But these are games he has to win, Frank. You cannot put yourself in another pressure on the quarterback tier if you're not winning these big games, especially against the Raiders. That's a game you got to win. It's a game you got to win. And Lamar Jackson has been known the last couple of years as a guy you can't win big games. Well, what, what happens to him is all this scrambling is leading to fumbles. Uh, yep. this, he's going to need to learn how to get out of bounds or slide because he's going to get hurt or he's going to cough the football up. And he's, you know, he's helicoptering like John Elway in the Super Bowl and he's, you know, he's going to lose the football. So turnovers were key. Um, boy, Derek Carr and, and the Raiders thought that they were done when they, when they didn't cash that in and Baltimore got the ball back only needing a Tucker field goal to win it in overtime. But the defense stepped up and forced another sack fumble. They get it back. And then, Really interesting final play, and this was all made awesome by the Peyton Eli cast because I was watching it on that. Listen, listen, I was texting you, you guys, I was giving you that text like you Bronson gotta be watching this. Although Madden, Mark Madden ripped it today and said it got terrible ratings, so I don't know how I long. It. I can't believe it got terrible ratings. Uh, he said it only got a point six share in like one million viewers or something. I, but I, uh, I, I was texting my friend this, and I, I said, I, I said. You either really loved it or you really hated it. It's there was no be, in between. Yeah, it's going to be polarizing. And I one thing I dislike is all the guests. Um, yeah. Charles Barkley got too long in the tooth. Like who wants? <laughs> I like Charles, but I don't want to hear him talk football. Russell Wilson was really good though, um, with the X's and O's and predicting the plays with the other two. Um, one thing that somebody mentioned is 
this might get nipped in the butt because um nipped in the butt uh, because it's going to give away like secrets because Peyton and Eli, two of the greatest offensive minds to ever play the game, are going to break down defenses on live TV, and like teams are going to use that intel. <laughs> and like <laughs> Russell Wilson was doing it as well, and they had Ray Lewis on, and I think the guest stars got a little long. I did like Russell Wilson, and he was on at the end and was like graciously stayed on for overtime. I'm sure these guys are getting compensated, but uh, yeah. Charles Kelsey was the other guy. Really? Yeah. I so they're watching this in real time, and it's kind of more fun than seeing a just a play-by-play guy because they see yeah. the when they saw the final throw to number seven, I forget his name, but uh, it was kind of like a like a fourth down or something that the Raiders had to get, and instead of just going short route to get a first down, they it kind of opened up deep, and the, that was a winning touchdown. So really happy to see the Raiders pull it out, help the Steelers in the standings. So the Browns and the Ravens, our chief rivals, are both 0-1. We start a game up on them. Spoiler alert, we haven't covered the Steelers yet, but I'm sure you all know uh, that they did take out the Bills. So, yeah, Bronson, Raiders Raiders, and and, uh, and uh, Ravens, just another instant classic back-and-forth uh, battle. And uh, the Raiders, who come to Pittsburgh next, they are they not going to They come to Hyattsville this weekend. Not going to be an easy out, so... Yeah, any thoughts on this one to wrap it up before we? No, I kind, of, I kind of mentioned it. I thought I thought Gruden and them almost uh, almost uh, what's what I'm looking for. They almost gave this game away, but you know Lamar Jackson's got to come away. And I and I get it. I guess it's easy for me to say. You know, they're obviously battling running back issues with the, with everyone they've lost. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins and you know Phil, Justice Hill and they're, they're missing so many guys, but. Like you said, Lamar has his fumble issues too, and especially the big time situations. But it allowed, it allowed the Raiders to get that win. They get that big home win in, in Vegas there at Allegiant Stadium. And, you know, Gru is, you know, Gru's always in a better mood when he wins. But he, I think he knows that there's definitely a lot of parts of that game that they get, they got to, they got to button up. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think Gru's letting them, letting them, uh, celebrate too much. They got to get back to work. They got to, they got to figure out what they, get, they can do to get better because he's playing it. He's playing AFC North football because they have Baltimore Monday. They had Baltimore Monday, and of course they're coming Pittsburgh Sunday. And uh, that's and obviously if you watch the last episode, you know where I'm thinking the the game's going in that direction. So we'll see what happens Sunday. But um, yeah, the Raiders definitely have to play a lot better uh, for sure. Oh, oh and by the way, before, yeah, go ahead. You jump over. What's what was lost too is the fact that. The Darren Waller is becoming one of the more elite tight ends in football. Obviously, they documented his story, you know, um, losing the love of football, becoming addicted to, you know, becoming addicted to substances and things like that. And pretty much almost just wanting to get football up. But um, he found, uh, you know, John Gruden and the Raiders took a chance on him. He was he was drafted, I think, in mid rounds by the Ravens. But then kind of the Ravens had lost hope in him and and uh, he was demoted and. uh Signed the, off the practice squad to the, back to the Ravens, and then like I guess Gruden saw him in a couple games and just on his pure size and brought him into Oakland, given no chance to given no uh, guarantees other than opportunity, and he seized it, and uh, he, now he's using that to help people who suffer from mental illness and addiction, and so he's kind of taken his recovery and used it to help others. So uh, Darren Waller is to be commended by that and by his uh, exceptionally great play in the field. Yeah, everybody. He's been the buzz of all the sports talk radio and fantasy and all this stuff. I mean, tons of targets. Derek Carr loves it. And uh, he's that hybrid receiver type uh, 
tight end. Uh, you know, Tomlin called him pretty much Chase Claypool. So at the tight end positions, they're they're kind of interchangeable. So he's going to be just giving defenses fits all year. So yeah, big win for the Raiders for sure. Um, that is going to bring us into segment two, Bronson. And you know, you and I had talked off air, man. We might be able to knock this out in a half hour. There's no um, chance. We need to get through all the games in half an hour. <laughs> we'll probably have to. We'll, this, bear with us, folks. It's a work in progress. We're, yeah, this we'll is probably, our first ch- attempt at this. We want to just talk about every game because we're such nerds, but we might just have to kind of give the score and move on and then we talk about the big games next week. But uh, an hour and 11 minutes in here, Bronson. I haven't even looked at the time. Uh, I know it's not. It's, I knew it wasn't even close. We to will, we will sw- shift gears to our Pittsburgh Steelers. I ruined the tease. I did say that they won because I said we, we started 1-0, but anybody listening to this podcast knows that the Steelers go into Buffalo and escape with a 23-16 win. Uh, favored to lose, uh, what was it, six-and-a-half point line. Um, Buffalo coming off an AFC championship trip. A lot of people's darlings, including my own, I, uh, to go to the Super Bowl this year. I think you did, too. You picked Buffalo, yeah. and I, we both picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. Now, starting 0-1 doesn't bury them. Um, I had mentioned that, you know, I hope I'm wrong, and I give Bronson his due, as he put out on Facebook. Uh, Bronson gets the big props for picking Pittsburgh in this game. Um, so well done, Bronson. But I, I did say, and you gave me my due also in the comments, that uh, I was rooting for the Steelers for sure. I wanted to be wrong. Um, but I picked Buffalo as every journalist in Pittsburgh did as well. And across they the did. country, I think 90% of the people were picking Buffalo um, to to take out the Steelers. You know, the Steelers offense kind of, you know, new offensive line, not gelling yet. Um, one dimensional offense, rookie running back unproven. Um, I think a lot of people probably thought the Steelers defense would keep it close. Um, but, uh, and this game didn't look good early, Bronson. It did look no, like, not even close. Buffalo had the uh, big kickoff return to start the game, but Steelers held them to three, which was big. Um, second quarter, nothing. Seven, seven point, just seven points for Buffalo. Steelers shot out at the half, ten nothing. So you're going into the half down ten, two scores. Um, I wasn't feeling too good, but you know I was saying to the people I was watching with, you know we're you know we're in this game for being anemic on offense and, you know, we're not turning the ball over. We're not killing ourselves. Um, you know, we're, we're within striking distance and sure enough, that's what you got to do. Um, and, and kind of came alive in uh, the third quarter with a couple of Boswell field goals. You know, we would have liked to have punched it in, but you get to 10, six. Um, you're definitely right in this thing. So then Bronson, the fourth quarter is where the floodgates happen for the Steelers. And this is when <laughs> we took over the game. And, you know, it's just, it was looking bleak for a while. But uh, the Steelers marched down the field and the nice Deontay Johnson touchdown where he juggled it, got both feet in. Um, that was a vintage Ben throw, almost like a Santonio Holmes Super Bowl back of the end zone reminded me of. Um, and, and all of a sudden, the Steelers find themselves in the lead. You look up and it's like, how are we winning this game? And all along, it's the defense just holding Buffalo and Josh Allen and this, you know, great offense to to ten points, and uh, they're doing it with their pass rush. T.J. Watt, Melvin Ingram, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward. Uh, the Steelers' front seven is going to be their bread and butter this year. They pressured Allen. They got him out on the run. Um, didn't have a lot of time to make his throws. The wind was also bad, um, so this hurt Ben and Josh Allen. It was a really windy day in Buffalo. 
Um, but we take that 13-10 lead, Bronson, and then the coup de gras, the biggest play of the game, was the blocked punt return for a touchdown. And this is something the Steelers never get. It seems like we never have splash plays on special teams. Um, there hasn't been a return since I think Antonio Brown was doing it. Um, we don't get return touchdowns. We don't block punts. We, it's just it's, the Steelers just never seem to do that stuff. And when they did it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so unreal. We never do this. Ulysses Gilbert in the special teams unit blocks a punt, uh, scoop and score, and all of a sudden you're up 10. So you go from down 10 nothing. Uh, to 20 unanswered Bronson and they lead 20 to 10. Um, still, still wasn't, you know, sure of myself with a lot of time for Allen. Um, they get within, you know, they, they drive down and they need, they need 10 points. So they choose to do the field goal first, um, on fourth down. They, they figure, you know, we need three, it doesn't matter which order. Um, so they make it 20 to 13 Buffalo figures, you know, we get a stop, we can come down and tie this. And we're looking at another overtime game. Um, but uh, the Steelers going to stop, get the ball back at a couple big first downs, run clock, and Boswell ices it with a field goal. Um, so the Steelers went up two scores with about two minutes left. I, I started to breathe a sigh of relief. Um, again, Buffalo kind of needed a, a field goal and a touchdown, so they kick one more field goal and try an onside kick and don't get it. So um, 23-16, Bronson, the Steelers pull it out. And uh, big, huge win, resume builder. Um, on the road in one of the toughest places to play against a top five team. Let's not lie. I mean, Buffalo's in the power rankings are top five teams, uh, top five team, and to go in and win in a, a top five teams building. Um, super impressive. Style points thrown out the window, like Mike Tomlin would say. The Steelers didn't look great, especially early, but it's a veteran group that's resilient and they find ways to win. And I hope it's a sign of things that come all year as a lot of people are down on the Steelers, picking them to go seven and 10, eight and nine, miss the playoffs. I hope this springboards them to being a contender because they have, they have some players in some places. And I, you know, that with that defense, they can be in any game. And if Ben stays healthy and upright, um, look out. Najee Harris becomes the rookie. We think he can be, why not make some noise? So Bronson, that's my take. Uh, thanks for sitting through kind of the, I kind of just went score, you know, score. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, I'll let you take, take over now with your analyst of the game. Cause uh, oh, I mean, listen, I mean, you, you broke it down so eloquently well. And I, I, I just, you know, I just want to take a couple seconds, get my feet out in front of me, take my victory lap, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, even when all, even, even all the media and everyone, they they were uh, so sure this was such a, a one-sided Bills win. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers pull it out. But and this game, I you know, I kind of felt the same way as you did watching the game. But I felt like I felt like it was the opposite of what the Steelers went through. And uh, like the Steelers weren't the Steelers. Like when they played Dallas last year, remember when they played Garrett Gilbert? And yeah. uh, you know, the Steelers were kind of down most of the game, and it was one of those things where you're like, you know, you were like, or not down, but you know, it's like. They have like as long as they hang around, they're gonna have a chance. And it's like the way the Steelers defense was playing. TJ Watt obviously coming off that big contract, which I told Frank. I told Frank, I said, as soon as we drop that NFL preview episode, the new the walkthrough <laughs> will get done. Like as soon as we go, go before we drop it, it'll get done the next day. Sure enough, the afternoon after Frank and I hit the stop button to record to get a deal done. So TJ Watt for fresh new contract gets in that game. They didn't uh, call our he, agent, Ross. And why didn't I, you know, TJ Watt's agent should have called our agent. They should have timed that better. I mean, I got I know, but I told you, to this, we, every time we go, we drop an episode, <laughs> something big always breaks. But, um, but no, um, and I'm watching the, okay. So, 
So the Giants just kicked the field goal. It's 14-13. Washington's yeah, still up here. Yeah, this one's tight. Yeah, one yeah but, uh, but um, no. Uh, TJ Watt was a menace on Sunday, Frank, and he, he he's trying to earn every bit of that money that he was just given by the by No the signs of rust yet. I mean, he had no. to take some plays off. He hasn't but... played any – hasn't really practiced at all during camp and, and really any in-depth practice or anything like that. So to basically come right off the street and kind of play like that uh, is to be committed. Cam Hayward, Frank, I thought had a really huge game mm-hmm. um, uh, for him. So he's obviously making his presence felt. And hopefully he can become uh, a little, you know, he's always been a good leader, but hopefully he can up his game on that level as well. But it's like one of those things too. The Steelers defense just kept him in at, at the end, and and you know eventually uh, the offense is is still not where I want it to be, Frank. I think they can be so much more, be- so much better. But this is week one. Work some of the kinks out. Hopefully, maybe come out and play a little bit better against the Raiders uh, on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Uh, but um, no, Frank, a, a, a huge win. Um, a huge win in, in, in Orchard Park for the Steelers going up to Buffalo beating the Bills. And as I said last episode, I told you, I, I said this, I said, I said, then overreaction Monday comes, you know, <laughs> are the Steelers better than we thought they were? Are the Bills more overrated? Are they a top five team now because of this? I don't think this changes, in my opinion, the, the stance of the Bills. I know Mark Madden was kind of getting vocal this week, but every time, every anytime the media buys big on Buffalo, they always have a stinker. And this is like one of the stinker games they did. Um, but no, Frank, I think it's just, you know, one of those things where we're going to look back, you know, 10 weeks from now and say, this is just an anomaly. This isn't one of those, you know, Barry games, uh, you know, much, I think we'll look at, you know, the Tennessee, uh, Arizona game for sure. And the green Bay, uh, new Orleans game for sure. But, um, the Steelers are to be commended. They went up to a tough, like you said, a tough situation and a tough, in a tough place to play. Bill's mafia is nothing to mess with. And, uh, um, and a big, a big character win for this team. And, you know, as Mike Tomlin said, you know, you know, he'll leave it up to us to, to make the judgment on the style points, but they just want dubs and they went up and got one in Buffalo. So they got to come back and uh, come back home to Heinz field and where they have the, uh, the one and oh Las Vegas Raiders waiting for them. Yeah. Bronson well said again. I mean, yeah, just so, so exciting as a Steeler fan to kind of start out on a good foot and, you know, it's, us, us kind of working stiffs, you know, you go in on a Monday morning. It was just, I was happy to go into work Monday and you know, <laughs> smile that was on my face. Companies, so got to enjoy it too. Yeah. I mean, just, and to win one, you just kind of go in thinking you're going to lose. just feels even better. So yeah. And now I think you might've even picked us to lose the Raider game. So, so it's like, if we, if we back this up with a, with a laying an egg at home against the Raiders, it'll be awful. But, um, and that's kind of and, a Tom, it's a Tomlin thing to do. So we better watch out. But, uh, <laughs> and I will premise this, like you said last, like, I'll come back and say, I am in fact, you know, I hope the Steelers do win. I, mm. I, I, I am pulling for a Steelers win more than I'm pulling to be right. I hope I'm not right, but I think I am. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Steelers better not be overconfident. I think being at home in the opener, um, I think Najee gets going a little bit more this game, and I think the Steelers impose their wheel offensively a little bit more in better weather. So uh, I'm excited, Bronson. So, um, yeah, that was fun. I mean, week one recap, we went through most of the games. You want to go through week two just real quick, not not go into detail, just like who we think is going to I was going to – pick out a couple of my favorites and then talk a little Raiders Steelers. Uh, Yeah. So week two, we can look forward. Obviously tonight it gets started with the giants in Washington. Um, Close game here as we near the end of the third. Um, 
Let's look through the slate. I haven't gotten a chance to yet. Saints Panthers will be interesting, both one and oh. See if uh, Darnold and company are, you know, indeed for Where's real. That That's in uh, Carolina. So another home okay. game for them. Um, early line Saints three and a half favorites. Um, we have the Vikings Cardinals, which will be an interesting one. Can the Cardinals back up that big win in their home opener? Um, Brady and the Bucks taking on the Falcons, 12 and a half point favorites. That one should be a blowout. Titans yeah. in Seattle, boys. Uh, the Titans are staring at 0 and 2, Bronson. If they, uh, you know, it's really hard to go into Seattle and win. So I wonder if they went back west. I wonder if Seattle just didn't stay in the east. Um, well, it's in Seattle. This one. Oh, well, it's in Seattle. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Uh, and then the, I mean, a real big one: Chiefs Ravens Sunday Night Football. Um, we might see the Ravens start zero and two because, uh, yeah, the Chiefs and company are coming into town. Although it's going to be a tough win. Oh, I, it's going to be in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. So remember oh, the wow. Chiefs. The Chiefs whooped them in Baltimore a couple of years ago. So they are going to want some revenge. So those Rams and Colts is also kind of a bigger one. Um, so there's some great matchups week two, Bronson highlighted probably by that Chiefs Ravens matchup um, and a kind of a game for Aaron Rodgers to write the ship. That's Monday night football against the Lions. Um, but the big one we'll be watching is Steelers Raiders. Um, Bronson said it. Waller is going to be the key. Can the Steelers stop him? Can we pressure uh, Derek Carr enough? Um, who wins the turnover battle um, is going to be key. Uh, I think the Steelers should be favored to win at home. Um, I think we're going to have fa- the fans back at Heinz Field. It's going to be the largest event in Pittsburgh since the pandemic started. So hopefully everything goes well with that. They're asking folks to wear a mask in the concourse. You can take them off in the in the seats. Um, so hopefully everybody cooperates with that. And it's it's uh, held safely, but 70,000 plus are expected Sunday and 84 degrees and sunny. So some good weather. Um, hopefully the Steelers win their home opener and get to two and zero. Stopping Waller is going to be key. No big plays out of Henry Ruggs the third. Pressure on Derek Carr, um, and Ben just do what he does. You know the the sm- the short routes to Deontay. Maybe look deep a few times to Claypool and Juju. Um, I'd like to see more of Matt Canada's trickeration, some jet sweeps, some reverse passes, something like that. Uh, be be nice to get some of that out and and, and in use. Um, but excited for Steelers Raiders Bronson. I got the Steelers winning this one, something like 27, 20. I think it'll be a little close, but I, I got the Steelers pulling it out. So yeah, excited to see this one. Are you going to stick with your original pick? I mean, I guess we can alter these now, but you picked, you picked the, as we went, win, loss, win, loss, you had the Steelers losing this one, but do you think after seeing week one, you have the right to change your mind? <laughs> no, because I didn't, even though the Steelers won, I didn't like how the offense came out. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to come a lot better, especially this week against Oakland. I said there you did. I butchered already against Vegas. And I, like I said, I said they would probably bounce back from a big win with a with a disappointing loss. I do think it's a close game. I think it'll probably look more like a, like a 31-30 kind of mm-hmm. Vegas win there. I, I, I have to stick with it. I'm not going to. Yeah. I've already committed to it. So I do want the Steelers to win, but I do think the, I do think the Raiders win week two. And uh, I think I think they'll come out better. I, I think they'll come out better than they played against Baltimore. Um, and uh, I don't, also one thing I want to mention about the Ravens, Frank. You know, they mentioned the the, the injuries on uh, running back, but they had the injuries on the offensive line. I know our our, our old running buddy Alejandro Villanueva took a lot of beating in social media, <laughs> and it's going to get even worse because the left tackle is now there. The, the left tackle is now out, so now he's going to have to shift the left tackle. So we'll see. 
poor poor Al is getting beat up by the yeah. football world right now. He's not playing well. <laughs> but uh, but back to the Steelers and Ra- Raiders for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Derek Carr looked he, he looked solid definitely, and um, you know, you know it'll go as Josh Jacobs goes, as Darren Waller goes. We know the Steelers never never really have a good history of being able to cover playmaking tight ends. That also kind of worries me too. Um, although they do have better personnel and defense, I think, I think Darren Waller is going to get his numbers and it'll kind of, you know, I think it'll come up with who has the ball last, who makes the fewest mistakes, your typical football cliches. But, um, and, and, uh, here's another stat, uh, that I brought to you. I'm going to look it up right now, but I know for a fact that I'm going to, I'm trying to buy time. I can look it up because I think in Ben Roethlisberger's career, he has a losing record against the Raiders. I think he's only won two against the Raiders. And I think yeah, we, be- I, we brought this up when we went through the schedule. Like, the Steelers have not fared well. Remember the Terrell Pryor game and the Bruce Gradkowski game. Um, and I think Mike Glennon. Didn't Mike Glennon come in as a Raider quarterback and beat us? Might so have. I, I want to say we're like 0-3 in our last three against them. Yeah. I know he. I know he doesn't have a good record against the Raiders. So, and usually that's like when he goes into Oakland, he doesn't. He can't win in Oakland. But um, and remember, he he. I think he's one that lost the uh, the Bruce Kradkowski game too. So, um, I just know that Ben doesn't play. <laughs> I know his record against the Raiders isn't that great. So, and coming off of a, of a spirited win, uh, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Raiders probably gonna win this game, and then. Freaking, I freaking, I can go back to green on every game the rest of the for a little bit there after that. But no, Frank, uh, like I said, I hope, hope Pittsburgh wins. But uh, if I had my money, I'd go, uh, I would go with Vegas. Right, while you were talking, I looked it up. Uh, Raiders have won three out of the last four, um, in this, in this, uh, series. So, yeah, um, the Steelers were able to win in Heinz Field in 2015. Um, we lost the last three in Oakland. So, yeah, interesting. They kind of do seem to have our number. Um, Tomlin is two and three against the Raiders um, in his in his tenure. So, and there's my cat. Let's start. Beyond. So I'm looking 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 at. No, no, I forgot about oh six and oh nine. So Tomlin is two and five lifetime against the Ra- the Raiders. Ben is three and five. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. So there you Three go. Five against um, the Raiders. So we'll be back middle of next week, probably, folks, uh, to to give you the results of Week Two and uh, the Steelers Raiders. So thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, hold and, on, a second, Frank, for oh, you Bro- in the show. Bronson has uh, one more. Got to give a shout out, and I know, I know, we're not really covering them, but. Uh, There we go. The Pitt Panthers. Our Pitt Panthers. Two and zero start. He <laughs> went down to Rocky Top and defeated the mighty Tennessee Volunteers. I've been, I've been on. I, I know the Tennessee's not very good this year, but a win in Rocky Top. Hey, so yeah, Rocky Top, it's right? an SEC road win. Nobody, nobody draws pictures. <laughs> although, although when the game goes to Heinz next year, I fully expect it to be filled with orange. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. exciting for Pitt. Yeah, two and zero. Western Michigan to come if they take care of business. Western Michigan and who else? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. So Those hopefully, very... <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they enter ACC play at four and zero and ranked and uh, get us yeah. excited, only to dash our hopes again later. But uh, 
Clubs to the Miami different. coming home this year. Yeah, so that, those, are, those are good games. Different feel. Maybe they can finally get to that nine-win mark that Narduzzi hasn't sniffed yet. So, you know, Bronson and I are going to be fans no matter what. But uh, yeah, no question sneak, about that. sneak a little college in there. Nicely done, yeah, Bronson. A little, little, little local news, too. Phil, Phil Yurkovic, obviously, probably going to be out the rest of the season, looks like, for Boston Did College. He? Yeah, it looks like a hand injury. It looks like he might, might Oh, miss, darn. Miss yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I thought about him transferring to Pitt a lot, but he kind of spurned Pitt for Notre Dame and then rode the bench, so he chooses Boston College. Still don't want to see that happen too bad, but hopefully he'll get the eligibility back and come back next year. But, uh, yeah. No, Bronson, as I was saying, uh, we did go an hour and a half, so we maybe we'll try to meet in the middle and make it an hour at least <laughs> next week. But uh, uh, This is our first go of it. We'll get better as we go. keep recording. We'll, we'll get better at probably kind of skimming through some of the games and not going too deep into it. But we're excited it was week it's one. Week one. Football's week one. back. so uh, It's week for, one for everyone, Frank, even us. Right. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining us on this bonus episode of kind of an NFL recap um, week one. And uh, for for listening to our uh, breakdown of Steelers Bills, um, join us again next week where we'll be talking Steelers Raiders and about some of those big matchups in week two. So, um, yeah, Bron- for my partner Bronson Allman and for everybody at Next Level Nerd, um, thanks for joining us on this this NFL recap, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, week two games, guys. We'll catch you up next week. All right, thanks. Hockey, throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. <laughs>